Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Sebastian, you and I, everyone else in the NHL fan world, have been talking about the Seattle expansion and, and speculating. We figured we're about a month out, currently Monday, June 21st, when we're recording this episode. And Cat Friendly allows you to kind of play around and, and wildly guesstimates what players may or may not be protected based off of popular prediction. So we figure being a month out, and we'll compare this all for the listeners, we'll compare what it actually looks like in an actual month right before the Seattle expansion with actual protection lists and such. But we don't know what's going to happen right now, and certain players you think are going to expose aren't, and certain players you're thinking are going to protect that aren't. And we're just going to go with the wildly unpredictable, cap-friendly, best-guess scenario, I guess. Yeah, and like you said, um, going through the list, there's some, I guess you could say head-scratchers as to protected versus not protected, especially when you look at certain teams with cap issues. And I get there'll be trades and, you know, there'll be for, you know, depending on, you know, who they're looking at, there might be trades for them not take certain players. There might be trades for them to take certain players. Certain players, like, you know, the rumor I'm hearing right now is, you know, for example, Kadri is assumed he's going to be left unprotected with the players they have to protect. So the Avs are probably going to want to move him and at least get something instead of nothing for him. Yep. So, you know, it, it is, it's kind of, you know, some people might scratch their heads some of the picks we made or why, how we were end, end up getting a certain player. Like I have one player in here that I'll, I'll talk about once we get there um, that I don't think, that I think will be protected. But um, like, like I said, we're going to go off, you know, the cap friendly. They put something together and um, we're just going to go off that list and uh, basically be the GM if that list was accurate. Yeah, and so that's kind of what we decided to do. I have been, I got out of quarantine, but I did this while I was in quarantine. So it was one of those things that kept me entertained for about an hour. And yeah, I will just say that them being the 32nd team in the NHL, I think this thing will actually happen a month from the day. So I think the actual expansion draft is July 21st, and we are recording this on June 21st. So we're literally 30 days out from this thing. We're, we're rolling into this thing blind, and I think we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Now, I will say the Kraken will be able to select a player from each team, excluding the brand-new Golden Knights, because otherwise the Golden Knights would have no way signed both Fleury and Leonard, because either one of them would have been immediately snatched up by the Kraken. That said, they're allowed to choose, in this case, Seattle must choose 20 players under contract from the 21-22 regular season, and those with an aggregate expansion draft value that is between 60 to 100% of the prior season's upper limit for the salary cap. They cannot buy out players chosen in the expansion draft earlier than the summer following its first season. Also, everyone, this is coming off the NHL.com official website. So basically, the current NHL teams can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters, forwards and defensemen, and one goalie, under the following conditions. One, all players with no movement clauses at the time of the draft and who decline to waive those clauses must be protected and will be counted towards their team's applicable protection limits. Two, all first and second year professionals and all unassigned draft choices will be exempt from selection and will not be counted towards protection limits. And in addition, all NHL teams must meet the following minimum requirements regarding players exposed for the selection draft. So, 
but that is including one defenseman who is a a under contract in 21-22, b played at least 40 games prior season, or played at least 70 games in the prior two seasons. Two, they must have two forwards who are under contract in the 21-22 season, or b played at least 40 games prior season or played at least 70 games in a prior two seasons. When it comes to the goalies, it's a goalie who is under contract in the 21-22 season or will be restricted free agent at the end of his current contract immediately prior to the 21-22 season. If a team elects to make a restricted free agent goalie available to meet this requirement, that goalie must have received his qualifying offer prior to the submission of the team's protected list. Also, to wrap it all up, players with potential career-ending injuries who have missed more than previous 60 consecutive games or who otherwise have been confirmed to have had career-threatening injury may not be used to satisfy a team's player exposure requirements unless approval is received from the NHL. Such players may also be deemed exempt from selection. So that is what we're working with. And that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So we jumped out there and the camp friendly allows you to basically, it, it keeps you within a restricted rule. So you might be like, oh, what are you thinking? Honestly, I went back to my list multiple, multiple times over just tried to keep meeting the requirements because every single time I made a change, I modified something else I wasn't allowed to do. So I had to have what I think it was 20 people under contract. I had to meet the forward and defense and goalie requirements. I couldn't go over budget. And uh, that's basically how I ended up with my team. So let's start with the sexiest players on the ice. Let's go straight to the goalies. Okay. So what goalies did you select in your expansion draft? So for me with the goalies, this is one of the players that I thought there's absolutely no way you're not protecting or you're not trading something to have the team not select. But in, like I said before, in this situation, cat friendly basically said, Hey, they're not protecting this guy. So um, the first goal I ended up picking was Alex Nadelkovich from the Canes guys up for rookie of the year. I highly doubt they wouldn't protect him. I get it. They got Mrazic and they got Reimer. They got, they got Mrazic and they got Reimer. So I, I see that, but at the same time, I think you'd keep, Nadelkovic. But that being said, after that, this one had me head scratching. But then I thought, you know, the Kings are in a tight spot. They're rebuilding. They want some cap space. Jonathan Quick's kind of been on a bit of a downslide. I think if they expose him, I think as Seattle, I, I pick him. Um, he's won. He's won some cups. He's, you know, he's played in the Olympics. He, he's he's a vet, and he's only 35 years old. So I, you know, if you look at some of the goalies that are still playing, they're a little older. And you can get a couple years out of him. And I mean, you got Ndelkovic behind him. And then for my third goal, I end up picking out of the Oilers is um, Stuart Skinner. Uh, he's been up and down, played a little bit of everything, but I think he still needs a bit more time to develop. But that being said, look at Vegas their first year. They needed some goaltending in the worst way because of some injuries. So I think you get a guy who can go to the minors, but at the same time could really help you out if you need him. I, I like where you went with that. So, I mean, I'll just compare at least the guys that picked off those teams that you have there. So with, with Carolina Hurricanes, I actually went with Jesper Fast. So he's a right winger, only 29 years old, only $2 million in the next two years. He'd be a guy I'd be more than happy to actually add to my team. And with, with the, the talent that the bunch of jerks have, I think that's guy and the kind of guy I target. Uh, when it comes to the L.A. Kings, I actually targeted Austin Wagner, Right winger, but basically can play either right or left wing. Uh, only 1.3 million. He's only 23 years old. I think he has a lot of future potential, and I would totally be targeting him on LA. And then you said Edmonton, yeah? Yep. I know this is an unpopular opinion because the guy's been sniped before, but I'd, I'd go after James Neal. <laughs> really? You're taking a risk on the fact that he can find some magic in Seattle 
and at 5.75 million for the next two years, if it doesn't pan out in the first season, you're only stuck with him for one more year. But if he finds that magic, man, that could be a guy that, again, I'd, I'd take the risk on, on taking James Neal out of Edmonton. For my goalies, who I exposed here, and feel free to compare the teams I utilized here, but if I'm looking for a goalie that I think can take me to the next level, I know he's been hot and cold uh, in St. Louis, and uh, he's backing up Carey Price in Edmonton, but with Montreal, I'm targeting Jake Allen. Only $2.875 million, two years. He's only 30 years old. I think this is a guy I absolutely want as my starter based off the based off the goalies I can find in the league right now. Now to back him up, uh, another guy that could probably steal his job pretty quick, take Vi- Vitek Vanasek out of uh, Washington because, man, did he have a season with the Capitals. And if for some reason, if the Capitals didn't protect him, I don't know if they'd be protecting Samsonov or Vanasek, but I'd be targeting either one of those goalies in heartbeat. They can't protect them both. So I would, I would go after Vanasek and make him basically compete for that job with Allen. And I I tell you what, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Fantasek stole it. And in terms of like a developing goalie who I definitely want in my system because I think he could be the future of the franchise. And I cannot pronounce this guy's name to save my life. It's my gift. But out of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Matisse Kavlenix, I remember him playing in the Olympics and how he kept uh, his team Latvia, right? Was it Team Latvia he was playing Yeah, I, do. I believe so. I just remembered how I couldn't pronounce his name then. I can't pronounce his name now. But he stood out, and Columbus took the really good job of uh, drafting him. Absolutely, I'd be putting him down as my, my third goalie. Uh, the second I saw his name pop up, I'm like, yep, snagging him up, because I think he could absolutely be the future of the Seattle Kraken if, uh, for some reason, um, Vanisic didn't work out upon Allen aging out of the role. Who do you have for those three franchises, Montreal, Columbus, and Washington? So for Montreal, um, I went with a guy who I've always really liked and a guy who's shown what he's worth in the playoffs, especially as a penalty killer, but really five on five as well, and that's Paul Byron. I don't know how you can not – I mean, I, I get Jake Allen. I love Jake Allen. I think Jake Allen's a perfect backup slash even starter if he get an injury. But to me, Paul Byron's speed just brings an aspect to the game that on a penalty kill that teams have to respect. They can't just play power play, power play, power play. They gotta know they gotta be on the defensive end of that. And then for Washington, um, I went with a guy who's won a uh, won a cup before, a guy who's played with some high level players, and a guy who really can kind of, I think, still has it, but maybe needs a new look. And that's Carl Hagelin. Again, a guy who's got tons of speed. Um, I really like Carl Hagelin as a player, and, and I'd be building my team off speed. And once we start talking about defense, you'll see where I kind of make up for that speed. On, on you, You'll kind of get to see what kind of team I'm, I'd like to build here. So All for right. me, it'd be Carl Hagelin. And then for Columbus, I, I was trying to look into a way of doing this, and we talked about can't take a player on long-term IR. However, if, for example, there's a trade that's being done for a certain reason, like to move cap or whatever, that can happen. So as long as the team basically gets something for taking that pick, that's the way I read that rule. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. But I read that rule over and over and over again. And for me, I think this is a legal move. Again, could be wrong. And if it is, I would pick somebody else. But what I would do is I would offer Columbus, give me a second rounder, give me a second and third, give me a first maybe. Who Just get what you can out of them and take the dead cap space of uh, Brandon Dubinsky off them. You're going to have cap space most likely, especially the team I built here. I'm going to have the cap space to bring him in to basically storm away, eat eat up that that salary, but at the same time get a pick to really start building my my future. Because, yeah, you want to build a team for now, but you want to build a future. So for me, out of that one, it's Brandon Dubinsky. 
definitely a fan of Paul Byron. Dubinsky has had better years. And yeah, Haglin is definitely an underrated player for sure. And yeah, if you're building your team around speed, which is I think exactly what Vegas did, Vegas built their team for speed. And man, <laughs> the team made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year. You can't say that Vegas did anything wrong. But I think that's on the back of Marc-Andre Fleury, which is why I'd be trying to start with a goalie like Jake Allen, because the Vegas Golden Knights do not get to the Stanley Cup Finals or even really make the playoffs without a, with the goalie caliber of Marc-Andre Fleury. And based off the goalies I was looking for, Jake Allen's the closest thing I think we could get right now. He's been there. He's done it. And uh, if he's hot, he's unbeatable. But when he's cold, you want almost any other goalie in the league. But I'd be willing to take that risk and, you know, see what comes available. Because who knows, maybe Tuca becomes available later in the season and I'd be snatching him up in a heartbeat. But that said, let's kind of go over some of these teams here really quickly for the for the listeners and, and just kind of see who we picked up. Starting defense here. So for me, I wanted, with a goalie like Jake Allen in the net, maybe Vanisic, uh, I really wanted a strong, decent core of kind of NHL veterans uh, in terms of defense. For some reason, Matt Dumba was not protected by the Minnesota Wild in my selection. So I went with Matt Dumba. Uh, Calvin DeHaan out of Chicago. Christopher Tanev out of Calgary. Devin Tays out of Colorado. Jamie Alexiak out of Dallas. And Justin Hall out of Toronto. Basically to be my top six. And when it came to guys I really wanted to continue to develop and be in my system, maybe even make the roster. It's Hayden Fleury out of Anaheim, Sebastian Ajo out of the Islanders, and Jacob Middleton out of San Jose. Because I feel like having a strong defensive core of veterans is really going to be something that pairs well with the goaltending situation I'm developing between like Allen and Vanishek. I think that's a, that's a killer defensive core. And I kind of went some similar players here. Um, again, Matt Dumba wasn't protected. He's got that no move, no trade clause, uh, no move clause. But that being said, I, I think Dumba at this point is ready to move out of Minnesota. There's been some so many rumors of him being traded, him not being traded, him you know whatever. If I was him, I'd want to be out. So I you know I'm going Matt Dumba. I think he's a leader. Um, he brings leadership to your defense. Uh, out of Colorado, going Ryan Graves. I think he's just grossly, grossly, grossly under underestimated. Um, he's he's such a good defenseman. Uh, he moves the puck well. I'll tell you but, right there, like I really debated between Taze and Graves, and I decided on Taze. But uh, yeah, I mean, when I saw both of them were unprotected, I'm like, oof, oof. But I, I, I settled on Taze. Yeah, and I mean, both of them are good picks, and I did the same thing. And for me, it was just, I just think Graves brings a little bit something different. I don't think he's been able to show it as much. So I think going to a new team, uh, I think he'd be able to really, you know, show what he's got. Uh, out of Toronto, I want Travis Dermott. Uh, he's a young guy still, still has lots to learn. He's the kind of guy who can be on that taxi squad slash you know, potential minors, depending on how things go. He'd also be a guy that steps in your lineup. Uh, I want Jamie Alexiak, again, just build big, big, build strong in the back end. That's why I wanted to do with defense. I wanted to basically um, you know, make it hard for, for teams to cross your blue line. And uh, I did uh, Jamie Alexiak. And then out of the Jets, I went Logan Stanley, another big body guy who's going to push you around, make it hard for you to get to the net. Um Vince Dunn out of the Blues. Um, I think again, he's. I think he's a little underrated. He 
had a rough year this year. I think a change of senior really helped that guy. Uh, Nikita, Nikita Zadarov out of the Blackhawks, again, just a big body. A guy can throw hits. Um, you know, for me, it's really kind of, you want to come across our blue line again, we're going to make you work for it. Uh, and then I had a bit of a situation, again, I, I worked these situations in because they happened in, you know, they happen when a team does the expansion draft, so trades and all that kind of stuff. And I was looking at Tampa, and for me, I'd want to take, I think his name is, yeah, Johnson, but he's got a no-movement clause, and I don't think he'd waive that to go. I think he's comfortable where he is. I think he already they already tried to trade him, and it wasn't happening. I would actually make a trade where I'd offer a pick to be able to pick Cal Foot. They're not really using him. He's he's still developing. I think he's going to be an absolute stud on the, a right-handed shot defenseman. I would make this trade. I don't think Tampa would make this trade, but in this scenario, I got to trump what they said, and I picked him. Um, so yeah, for me, that's where I go on the defense. It's just, you know, it's going to be hard hitting, hard to get to the net. Um, just some great defense when I go with my fast forwards. The no trade causes, I wasn't too deterred by it because we don't know what the players are going to do. So I'm like, well, I, like you said, with Matt Dumba, I went with that route because I feel like he's, his time in Minnesota is done. And I wasn't avoiding Tanev and Hall off the new trade clauses because who knows if they'd be willing to go to Seattle. But I mean, you mentioned Tyler Johnson in Tampa Bay. And that leads us into our fourth. So did you pick a nine defenseman a total in your pick? So, yeah, I ended up picking nine defense. And the other guy I would do is I'd make a trade again with uh, Boston for a guy like uh, Jacob Zubril, who isn't getting the time there. I don't think Boston made that trade, especially depending on who's leaving. But again, I got to Trump who I wanted to. So I picked Jacob Zubril as my ninth guy. Okay, so now let's move right into the boards here because the Tyler Johnson thing and such kind of like he's the only no trade clause guy I picked in my and really I debated because Tampa has a lot of talent and there's a lot of guys on that roster who I'd love to pick up. But I'm like, okay, so if he he waived it to go to Seattle, I mean, in a heartbeat, I'd, I'd pick him up. But moving into forwards for me and again, I'll just read off my 18 forwards here. But I went with James Van Riemsdyk out of Philly, James Neal out of Edmonton, Tyler Johnson out of Tampa, Artem Anisimov out of Ottawa, Jared McCann out of Pittsburgh, Oscar Sundquist out of St. Louis, Sam Bennett out of Florida, Luke Kunin out of Nashville, Jesper Fast out of Carolina, Austin Wagner out of L.A., Cole Lind out of Vancouver, and then with Brent Howden out of New York Rangers. And that's kind of like the kind of the top so to speak, dogs. But there's a couple guys here a little bit more in my depth round where like a Curtis Lazar out of Boston, who I would definitely be starting over some of the younger guys I've picked up. But I'm going to keep going here. I got Rasmus Asplund out of Buffalo, Jan Kukkonen out of New Jersey, Hayden Verbeek out of Detroit, Skylar McKenzie out of Winnipeg, and then finally Lane Peterson out of Arizona. For me, what I'm looking for here is in terms of kind of the first so to speak first line i'm looking for again i want some veterans having van reamsdyke a neil and a johnson even honestly including anisimov in that i've got a good balance of left right and centerman in, in all of my picks and i was very keen on making sure i had a solid balance because when i play my nhl 21 game i hate being unbalanced and if i could get a, a top line that included van reamsdyke neil and johnson uh, that would be a really good top line but then Really, after that, I was looking for young guys that could be a part of my future in Seattle. And that's why I went with the the other guys I did, is including some of the depth guys. I definitely passed up a lot of different talent on different teams, but based off the budget, requirements, who he had on their contract, really felt like moving forward, this is the team I wanted. I think we kind of built similar rosters here. Like for me, 
Um, now that I'm looking at it, I kind of have a few guys that are kind of restricted free agents, which is fine. You, you know, you're, they're restricted. I got a couple of UFAs, but um, I think to me, the guys I picked would kind of fit well on the team. And to me, I'd be excited to be here. The only guy with a no movement clause other than Dumba that I picked was actually Adam Henrique. I think he's a leader. I think he showed in playing for Team Canada uh, that he was a leader. And I think he'd be willing to move to A, save the Ducks some cap space. You know, they're going to be in a rebuild here soon. Um and B, you know, move into a team that's probably going to be competitive from day one. So I went Adam Henrique's out of the Ducks, uh, Paul Byer in Montreal, Scott Lawton out of Philly, just a nasty kind of kid that loves to, to be gritty, and I, and I love that. Carl Haglin, uh, Ottawa, for some reason, didn't protect Nick Paul. Questionable. I picked Nick Paul here. Zach McEwen out of Vancouver. I thought he had a great season. Uh, young kid. I think he's he's willing, re- willing to work and ready to prove what he's got. Uh, Zach Aston Reese. Out of the, uh, the Pittsburgh, again, just uh, some grittiness. Josh Levo out of Calgary. I think this is a player who still has a lot to prove. Uh, Frederick Gauthier, again, used to play for the Leafs, now plays for the Coyotes. Uh, just kind of a, a big body power forward. I don't think he's found his place on our team yet, and I think, you know, hopefully sliding into here, he, he'd find it. Uh, Kiefer Bellows was unprotected, and I think was, was a head-scratcher out of New York, the Islanders. Um, I think this kid's nasty. Um, I think he'd be a great asset to any team. Uh, Brett Howden, like you had... Out of the Sharks, I went Rudolph Belsers as a sense fan. I got to see him play. I think he's a really good kid. Sam Bennett was a no-brainer out of Florida. Lit it up. Plays all three forward positions. I mean, great. Um, speedster, kind of getting a little older as a vet. But Darren Helm out of the Red Wings, I think he'd be a great fit on this team here. Uh, Riley Sheehan from your Buffalo Sabres. Again, a guy who's won it before. Uh, a guy who's been there. A guy who can kind of rope in the younger guys. Uh, Nick Merkley out of uh, the Devils. Again, just a kid who still has some stuff to prove here. And then Eric Halla out of uh, Nashville. I've always really liked Eric Halla. Um, I think he's very streaky, but when he's on, he's on. So um, why not take a chance on him? Yeah, I actually had Hoala multiple times, but as I kept shifting my roster and meeting the requirements of Cap Friendly, I had to drop him. And yeah, like you said there, I mean, I thought Howden was a, was a great pickup out of New York. And I think one of the more underrated players that I picked up on uh, for me, was out of Boston, Curtis Lazar. I mean, he played with Buffalo the last, you know, chunk of his life, and I know that's an unfortunate memory for him. But I really think he really stood out on the Sabres. I really liked the, his gameplay and everything, and he stood out on a really crappy, really crappy team with a lot of talent. And I wasn't surprised that when Buffalo does what Buffalo does and we made the trade, we included probably one of our more talented players in that trade and, and dumped off Lazar, which I know was a, was a godsend for Lazar himself. But um, I would be snatching him up in a heartbeat if I was in Seattle and because I think he has, he's a lot of character and everything, and he's young enough to continue to have a really successful career. But, yeah, I like the, I like the roster you picked, and I think it'll be fun for us to move forward and figure out what trades happen after the, after the season wraps up, what players become exposed, what players aren't exposed, because – all of you listeners out there, this is based off of us uh, 30 days out trying to figure out what may or may not happen. And, yeah, like you said, you were stunned by certain players being left exposed, like in Ottawa. And I tell you, it, it's going to be interesting to see what teams actually do, what trades happen in order to protect themselves moving forward. But I also think that p- people learned a lot from the Vegas expansion and these teams learned a lot from who they traded away to protect certain players and how they gave up a lot more assets than they were anticipating, just trying to protect a player. 
And I don't know if, if Seattle's going to be as lucky as Vegas was because Vegas, I think it was George McPhee that was the GM for that Vegas expansion, man. He ex- he weaved together the perfect team based off the scenario. And, I mean, I think he trained under Brian Burke. And, and Brian Burke knows talent, and he saw it in George McPhee. And, man, did George McPhee, like, weave together an unbelievable roster with just, man, the – Biggest hockey intelligence I've seen in a while. And, yeah, I don't know if Seattle's going to be that lucky, man. No, and I agree. I think Vegas kind of exposed a lot of things about an expansion draft, and I think they did a great job doing that. There's nothing wrong with it. it they followed the rules. It's just, you know, some of the rules might not have made sense to certain teams, so I think they're more prepared this time. That being said, I don't think the trades we're going to see the most are trades between Seattle and someone else. Like I had a few scenarios where I did it here, but I think you're going to see teams like we talked about, like Nazem Kadri, being traded for something, right? Like I don't like you're obviously going to want to get something out of him. So even if you get a third round pick out for him instead of just letting him walk, and then you can expose a player that you feel more comfortable. Um, you know, it's unless you're you're willing to practice players. But there's, there's a few teams where I think and. If you want a certain player on our team um, that we you know we think we're willing to part with, we might even still protect him and say, hey, you want him, give us something. So I think that it's going to be a little harder for Seattle. They're going to have to work a little harder if they want certain guys. And I think teams are going to be trading between each other to per- so to make sure you know guys are unprotected, get a place to go, and they at least get something for them. So I think it will definitely be harder for Seattle going around this time. That being said, the amount of players, especially the list we just saw here, and I'm looking forward to actually seeing the actual list and redoing this draft with the actual list and kind of seeing how our teams differ. Uh, but that being said, you know, there's still a lot of talent. There's still a lot of younger talent. There's still a lot of great vets that are out there that are going to be making this team. And I still think Seattle is going to be pretty competitive day one. It's going to be an interesting situation with the Seattle expansion to see who actually gets exposed and who doesn't. And we'll be doing another one of these episodes when that occurs. And if I am not incorrect, we'll probably do that Seattle expansion predictions episode around i think that episode will probably drop on the morning of the actual expansion just so that it's fresh and hot for you listeners so be ready to hear that on uh july 21st be ready for that seattle expansion draft prediction round two and then honestly on friday the july 23rd be ready for that you know the actual expansion draft results because we're going to be talking about what seattle actually did so late july is going to have a lot of fun uh, expansion episodes i think it's going to be exciting to see seattle into the league i'm really excited for their jerseys i'm really excited for nhl 22 which might be the last game i buy for a while because nhl 21 sucked it's the worst one in the series sorry ea sports if you're listening fix your stuff man i've been playing your games for well over a decade and nhl 21 has so much bias and it's it's disgusting it's it's not even fun playing it's the first nhl ea sports game that i just stopped playing because it was so ridiculously biased and i i could go into that on a whole future episode but i'm not going to do that now <laughs> uh, but until then this is uh chris and sebastian of pigeon hockey have a great day and we'll catch you next time